the risers will rise. I'll say again in 2021, the risers will rise. My word declares that though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. And my word is declared that even as Joshua, my high priest, had dirty robes and a dirty turban, yet I clothed him with clean clothes and a clean turban. And I say to you that I see the dirt and the downfalls that this world has put upon you. I see the trials and the pitfalls and that which you have gone through and yet you have persevered and you have kept your eyes fixed upon me and I say to you this is your year to rise this is your year for the witty ideas and the inventions many of the plans that you have put in your heart but it is my purpose that will prevail for you this year so open your mind open your heart dream Allow the vision to come to you. Allow the vision to come to you that you might write it down and wait for it appoint its appointed time. And as you wait, prepare. Get the education you need. Get the experience you need. And look for the open door that I will bring your way. For I say to you again in 2021, the risers shall rise. Come to you today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thanking you. Thanking you for life today. And thank you for life everlasting. And Father, today while I focus our hearts turn towards those loved ones that have gone on before us we thank you for the gift of eternal life and Lord even as we remain here in the earth for this time Father we thank you that your word tells us you are the God of all comfort and I pray for every grieving heart I pray for every hurting heart I pray for every lost soul, not only those that are lost in their sins, but those who feel lost as a result of, of their loved one that have gone on. Father, reassure every one of us. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that you would comfort us. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would remind us of your promise of life, that you would remind us, Lord God, that, that even those that have died in you, that have gone before us, Lord, hallelujah, when you come again, we won't prevent them. Thank you, Lord. But in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, they will be caught up to meet you and we will be caught up with them in the air forever. Hallelujah. To be with our Lord and to that promise, we cling to today Lord hallelujah thank you Holy Spirit as you give comfort as you give blessing as you give strength now in the name of Jesus thank you Holy Spirit Lord God as you soothe our soul hallelujah as you give us Lord God thank you Lord just Lord reconciliation with you Father we thank you and we praise you Lord God Hallelujah for your blessing now. And Lord, we lift up every lost soul before you. Asking you to save our unsaved loved ones. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Wherever they might be, God. Wherever they are, Father. We ask that you would touch them. That you would reach them. Holy Spirit, that you would draw them unto yourself. In the name of Jesus. We thank and praise you, O oh God, for what you're doing in your people in this day, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in this house oh God thank you father God for our leaders today we lift up apostle C and sister C before you in the name of Jesus hallelujah we lift up pastor Gardner and sister Gardner for you are the God Lord God hallelujah
Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You are the very God who is the same. You're the very God of all grace. Now, Lord, we speak grace into their lives, that you would strengthen them, that you would bless them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and praise you. Yes, Lord, for the EACM. Hallelujah for every minister and ministry gift. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for every church and parachurch. We lift them up before you today, Father. Father, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, we pray for every chaplain, every FRC and IAC chaplain. We speak the blessing of the Lord over them now. In Jesus' name. And we pray for this great house, Lord. Come on, lift your voices with me as we cry out to the Lord for this house. Thank you for this house. Even when attacks have come, when opposition have come, Lord God, even, Lord, when there have been challenges to what you called and assigned this house to, as the word of the Lord already came this morning, I thank you that in this house we rise and we rise again. Thank you, Lord, for resurrection power that manifests in this house, God. Thank you, Lord, for the people of God that rise up in faith. Thank you. Thank you for exponential growth. Thank you for blessing and supply. Thank you for meeting the need of your people, Lord. Thank you for those that you are drawing to this house. Thank you for the souls that are coming and continue to come and continue to come and continue to come in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Even for those that are watching live stream and that audience that grows, that live stream audience grows and it grows and it grows in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, everybody. Help me point your hand to our leaders. We pray now for our leaders in this house. Lift your hands with me and point. Father, we thank you for our bishop. Hallelujah, Jerry Piscopon. Hallelujah, our pastor, Dr. Sharon. We lift them up before you now. In the name of Jesus, we speak blessing over them today. Strength, oh God. Strategy and wisdom. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, help them now. Father, bless them now. Lord, strengthen them now. Encourage them as we speak life over them. Life. Hallelujah. Sowing life over them. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Continue to have your way in them. Bless and use them for your glory. And we will give you the praise. In the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody. Lift your voice with me and give the Lord a shout of praise in this house. It's so real. Thank you that in the season of change, you've never changed. You are the same yesterday. You are the same today. And you'll be the same tomorrow. Lord, in the upcoming conference, things are different. But we know your spirit is going to be real. And I ask, Father, over the next several weeks, couple of months, you prepare this sanctuary. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to fill this place like never before. That we have a visitation like we've never had. Lord, you showed me a vision when we were praying earlier. Oh, the walls of Jericho were destroyed. And your prophet asked for favor. May I go and repair? Father, you're repairing the walls that have been torn down. And we're asking for favor. Lord, we're asking for favor over Dr. Amy and her fiance. Walls have been torn down. Hurt has been released. Pain has been released. But we bind them in the name of Jesus. Today, we pray a prayer of blessing, of peace over them. We thank you. We thank you, God. You've walked us through the hardships of life. 
we're coming out on the other side. Bless this union. Continue to bless Evangel. The outreaches of this church. Our Bishop and Dr. Cheryl for the vision they have. Father, once again we say have your way today. Have your way this morning as you continue to heal and to mend the hurt and the broken. Let the visitation begin even today. We praise you and we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! How many of you are excited to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Welcome, live stream family. We're excited because you're in the house too. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, don't forget, we need workers for our May seminar. How many of you are at least thinking about it? All right. Turn around, Drs. Trish and Simon, and look at all them hands. Hold them up. All right. We need you. Listen, we need you because others want to get set free. Amen. So it's not all about you. Amen. So we need you for that. Also, don't forget your opportunity to become a life coach. All right, that next seminar is, all right, July 15th through the 17th. But you need to mark your calendar now, and you need to see Drs. Trish and Simon because uh, you want to be able to pay your fees and get ready. Look at your neighbors say, get ready. All right, so life coaching is a lifestyle. And that seminar, I've taught it and helped and uh, took it, and it was wonderful. And then one last thing. Uh, uh, how many of you were thinking about your health? Oh, not many. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So Tiffany Stevens is from our congregation. I don't believe she's here this morning, but Tiffany does one-on-one -on -one seminars with you about your health. So if you are interested in springing into health, you can just see me and I'll refer you to her. Amen? She's awesome. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your awesome presence today. Thank you, Jesus. And for your mercy and grace, your goodness kindness in our lives. Now, Father, give us something to feed our spirits today. Bring life. Let not just be hearers, but take the word and apply it to our life and be doers. May it be conceived, not just received. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I didn't know what was going to transpire this morning, but there are three rings. There's the engagement ring. Then there's the wedding ring. Then comes the suffering. Anybody say Amen. <laughs> For us wives, the suffering too. We wear all three rings. I didn't rings. say a word. I just gave it what was given to me. I didn't apply it one way or the other. I suppose God gave you that too. I did not apply it to male or female. I know the Bible says in Galatians, neither Jew nor Greek nor you know, Gentile or male or female or male. She male, whatever it's called, amen. Good. Take yeah, it, take it any just, way you want it. You're getting deeper and deeper. Take it any way you want to take it. Hallelujah.
Opportunities to be with God, learn spiritual lessons, make choices and changes, yeah. produce good fruit and growth. First scripture this morning is Romans chapter 8, verse 18, and I've selected a special version for this one. It is the GNT, Good News Translation. Remember, word interpreting the word. Look it up on the screen. You'll see it in the GNT. There are several other scriptures in your handout. That's for your personal study. There was like 16 scriptures this morning. We cut it way, way back. So the scriptures in your handout are for you to look up and study throughout the week. I consider that what we suffer at this present time cannot be compared at all with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. Somehow, you know, your uh, sufferings, your trials, your tribulations, they are so not worth the glory that God is doing in your life. They're not worth it. That's what the scriptures say there. It says your sufferings, your tribulations are not worth in comparison to the glory. How many of you often say, I would never want to go through it again, but oh, what God did. Right? You can't always change the circumstances or avoid sufferings. You can change your response. Put your hands up like this. Say, attitude. Put on the left side. Say, attitude. You can change your attitude. And some of us have a bad attitude. Choose to act on God's word rather than react. So yeah. many times, you're right. But what is your attitude about being right? Amen? And suffering. Yeah. You know, uh, I've shared this before, but I want to share it again. I remember years ago, I was driving in a car, and the preacher's going on. He bore your sickness and disease at Calvary, yes. He bore your sins at Calvary, yes. He bore your sufferings at Calvary. And I, I said, yes. And then the Holy Spirit quickened me and said, whoa. That's the mentality of the American church. Mm -hmm. Yes, he bore your sin at Calvary. Yes, he bore your sickness and disease at Calvary. But your suffering? If you live in this life, Paul says, suffer. I don't want to suffer any more than I have to suffer. Everybody, amen. I want the bare minimal to get through. Everybody say amen. amen. But if you think that you're redeemed from a life of suffering, then you've missed it. All right. You will suffer in this life, but you will overcome. You will have victory. You will have mercy. You will have grace. You will have his love. You will have his Holy Spirit. It's all about your perspective. How many of you look at things and everybody sees something different? But we got to get a fresh perspective in the body of Christ. Did you hear the prophetic word this morning? The risers yes. will rise. Yes. Not everybody's a riser that told me. Only the risers will rise. Those that get the perspective that I'm going to simply respond to the word of God, to prayer, to time with him. I'm not going to react every time something happens. The risers. Look yes. at your neighbor and say, I'm a riser. Because every challenge you go through, 
Every challenge, every hard place, every trial is an opportunity for growth. Mm. But Lord, I don't want to grow that much. Look at the person next to you and say, he can challenge you and you can grow. That's right. Challenges can make you or break you. God doesn't allow them to come our way to destroy us. Amen? Challenges make us better or bitter. That's right. The choice is yours always. That changes make us better. The choice we make, number one, let's talk about the ways, there's six points here. The first one is importance to stay prepared. The ways that challenges, your trials, your sufferings are going to make you better. Let's look at that this morning. The first one is to stay prepared. How many of you ever heard the good old Boy Scout motto? Always be prepared. But the Lord says to us, stay prepared. Stay that way. Stay prepared. And so how do you do that? By word, by worship, by time with him, by relationship with him, by hearing him. You know, some of us need to take these phones and throw them away. Because we don't even listen to others anymore. We don't listen to one another anymore. I've watched people talk at me and talk to me, and they're on their phone. And I just feel like, forget it, I'm not going to say anything because you can't hear me anyway. We've got to stay prepared. Get Get those news stations off. Whatever God thinks you should know, he'll put in front of your face. Now, look at the scripture. You all know the scripture. But I want to take it from the Amplified to give you a different flavor. Second Timothy. Preach the word as an official messenger. Say, I'm an official messenger. Be ready when the time is right and even when it is not. There you go. Whoa. Keep your sense of growing toward spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. Now, put that back up there. And and look at this. Official messenger. Be ready when the time is right and when it is not. When you don't think it's the right time, when you don't have a peace about it, when you don't feel right about it, you're still God's messenger and you still have an obligation to share your faith. That's right. But I don't feel comfortable. It's not convenient right now. There's not that open door. You just keep sharing and do what the word says. It's convenient for you or not. Take the opportunity and throw the ball. Everybody say amen. So you got to get prepared because I'm telling you what, he's coming back real soon and it ain't going to get any better. If you think this world is going to get any better between now and when he returns, you are mistaken. We got a little reprise right now because of all the prayers went up in 2020 we were shut in and we're getting some of that fruits this year. But I'm telling you, we're going back in the fire again. We're going back into the fire again. It's not going to get better in the world before he returns. Everybody say amen. So get prepared in word. Get prepared in prayer. Get prepared in service. Get prepared in, in what can I do to advance the kingdom of God? What can I do to share my faith with others? Even when it's not convenient. I have a peace about it. I do it anyways as unto the Lord. How many are getting what I'm saying? We've come so conditioned 
to our feelings. And we don't always respond to the word. I'm telling you, be prepared. Be prepared. Get the news off. Get the media off. Get that time wasters off. And get into his presence daily. You know, uh, I was in Second Samuel this morning, verse chapter 23. And it's the story of Eleazar defeating the Philistines. And it says, that day there was great victory. And then right after that, in verse 11 and 12, it says that Shammah went in, and Shammah was right next to Eleazar the whole time. But Shammah, after they defeated the Philistines, went in because he went to the land, and they said, oh, don't worry about that area. It's just a bunch of lentils. And the Philistines had congregated in that small field of the lentils that were left over. And Shammah says, oh, no, I'm prepared. I'm going in. I'm standing in the center of that field. And he went in, and all by himself, he defeated the rest of the Philistines. Amen. And the Bible says, and the Lord had great victory again that day. Be ready. Be prepared. You might have to go stand in a field of lentils where everybody's saying, that ain't nothing. That ain't worth it. Don't bother. And you're going to hear the Lord say, no, you go. Because that soul is worth it. That one soul is worth it. You go. Because you're prepared. Say the risers will rise. So be prepared. You know, the, the Bible says, you can study at home. Look it up in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6, 7, and 8 about the ant's life. How the ant has no leader, no formation, but it gathers, has enough sense to gather food in the summer for the winter. It has enough built into it from God to say, I got to prepare for the winter months. Let's learn from the ants. Amen. Who's got to be more better prepared here? Raise your hands. Amen. Pastor Lance, would you come and pray for us? Keep your hands raised if that's you. And we're going to pray that God prepare us better. Yep. I know God hears prayers and God answers prayers. Yes. Prepare us. All those hands that are raised, Lord, prepare the hands that are raised. Yes. Pray. Father, we thank and praise you as we come to you in the name of Jesus. For your word commands us to be prepared, to stay ready. And Father, we just thank you that we set our hearts, Lord God, to align with your word. Hallelujah. And Father, take the necessary uh, preparations to be ready at any time, any moment that that soul comes, that that opportunity comes, that that chance comes. Hallelujah. For growth, for development, to plant and sow the seed. Hallelujah. We already resign and we solve it in our hearts. Lord God, and we commit to staying ready that we would be prepared in any season, convenient or inconvenient. But we declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offer if you believe he answers prayer. Number two, this is not something new, but it's a refresher. Because God knew, now just think about this. Look up here at me. Before you were born, before you were born, he knew that I would share this today at this time. Yeah. And what I would say, is that right? So he wants you to hear this again because he's saying something to you and to me. Number two, the importance of words. Fill the blank there is words. I know you've heard these scriptures before. And again, I've picked different versions to bring different flavors. We're going to use the TPT, which is Elder Sharon's favorite translation, the Passion. I've learned to love that translation, the Passion translation. And we're going to use the NLT, New Living Translation, from the Passion Translation. Your words are so powerful, look up at the screen, that they will kill 
or give life. And the talkative person, oh, Jesus. <laughs> is, it, is that a she or a male or female? Uh, the talkative person will reap the consequences. Neither male nor female. The talkative person will reap the consequences. Put your hand over your mouth. Say, God. God. Don't let me talk too much. Don't let me talk too much. And don't let me babble on and on. And don't let me babble on and on. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Over my words. Over my words. This is what you're speaking to me. This is what you're speaking. In this season of my life. In this season of my life. Amen. And let's look at the next verse, Proverbs. One, 13 and 3 in the NLT. There are other verses you look up on this teaching. Take home with you. The handout. So you got to get the news off. And it's social media. That negative stuff. Oh, okay. No. Proverbs 18.21. Okay. Who's got that right in their hand right now? Proverbs 18.21. Oh, 13. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, Get the news off. You know, I, I watch the news every day. On the seven, I watch the 700 Club news. News with a Christian perspective. But I'm not going to put on the secular TV. I don't have one, but I'm not going to put one on and watch that garbage and filth and put fear in me. Words have power. If you listen to that constantly, what's going on in the world, what will that produce? How many need to get some wisdom over the words that you talk too much? Some of those. Go ahead, Pastor Simon. Those that can control your tongue have a long life. But you can ruin everything with your mouth. Wow. 2020, people, how many of you are like blown away at the fear coming out of every person's mouth? I was blown away by it. Because, again, all these things that we're talking about this morning are how challenges will make you better. So if you're prepared but you got to watch your words. And every one of these, look at your neighbor this morning and say, really, the choice is yours. We make choices. I couldn't help myself. I just had to say this. Wrong. <laughs> you can help yourself. The choice is ours. What we're going to say. And uh, be careful what you say to your Mates? That's right. Even about your family? Because the gun has six bullets. Don't give them the bullets to shoot back at you at a later time. Amen? That's right. A lot of times you give them the ammunition and they shoot back at you. So do this. Take your hand and do this. Pastor Simon, seeing how you read that verse, would you pray? Over, how many more? Yeah. I don't want to raise my hands. How many here need more wisdom over their words? Yeah. Raise your hands up. Now, God hears prayer, God answers prayer. So, He's going to convict you. That little will come into the back of your thoughts before you speak, before you're babbling on to my wife or to me. Blah, 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 blah. He'll, he'll, the little nudge will come to you in the back of your that'll be the Holy Ghost. That's right. True. Pray for us. Father, tell us in your word, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable before you. So, Father, let us think before we speak, and let the words that we speak glorify you. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Number three, the importance of faith in God and his word. Fill in the blank there is faith in God and his word. Come on, all things are possible with what? God. But, but let's look at this. 
importance of faith in God and his word. You ask, you believe, and you receive. That's how it's supposed to go. Challenges that you go through, uh, trials, it allows your roots to go deeper in God. But see, again, what? The choice to allow that is ours. You can't walk around murmuring, complaining about what you're going through and upset all the time. You know, uh, I was just thinking about something that was a real concern for me yesterday, some anxiety this past week. And all of a sudden, the song came on, Out of My Hands and Into Yours. And that's what I was starting to say as I'm driving. I'm going, out of my hands, into yours. And then God was so faithful this morning, he used uh, Reverend Karen Brunel to give me a prophetic word that spoke right to that situation, and she would never have known. How many of you hear what I'm saying? You've got to allow the faith in God and his word to go down deep in the midst of those circumstances. You know, you pray to grow in the things of God. We pray to be, become more mature. Well, what do you think God's going to use to do that? Challenges, trials, tribulations. It doesn't come by you sitting eating bonbons on a cloud. It comes through those trials, through those challenges you face. But we have to choose. I'm going to stand in faith. I'm going to hear what God says in his word and live it. And I was telling someone the other day, we grew up in a, a denomination where the Bible was just a pretty book you sit on a, on a stand in your house and dust it off once a week with all the knickknacks. No. You're meant to grab that thing, read it, write in it, Digest it. Hello. Look at um, Colossians 2.7. NLT version. Let your roots grow down All right. into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overcome with thankfulness. You overflow with thankfulness. Say roots down. Fruit up. Roots down. Fruit up. Roots down. Fruit up. Get firm in the word of God. So when the trial comes, you have faith to sustain you during the storm. If your roots go down firm in the word, Amen. Amen. Number four. Before we pray, how many here need go a little deeper in the word in their faith? Yes. Amen. Dr. Scott, would you come and pray? The importance of faith and God in his word. Father, in the natural, we become hungry and we feed ourselves. Lord, sometimes we're really not that hungry. We use the term, I'm starving. Lord, let our spirits starve for you. Let us hunger for you. As Dr. Cheryl said, let us chew up the word. Allow us to see it through our eyes and our spirit to digest it. Father, we begin to truly live your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap, offering with thankfulness. Number four, the importance to hear God for yourself. Hear God 
for yourself. Look at John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How many of you are his sheep? Amen. What you think the Holy Spirit is telling you will never contradict this. You know, I never forget years ago, there was a church in the area, a predominant church. I won't mention the name, but um, there was a lady from that church came here, very stately, very well-dressed, a very classy lady. And she came in and she mentioned to me and my wife, a Christian for many years, that God spoken to her that the man of this church the senior pastor, was going to be your husband. The only problem with that is the man of this large church was already married. She didn't know how God was going to work it out, whether she was going to die or he was going to divorce her, but that was her husband. And she believed with all of her heart that God spoke to her. So I said, and we tried. You're, you're telling me that God's going to cause her to die or he's going to divorce her so that you can end up with him and pastor this 3,000-member 3, 3, church. Full gospel, Pentecostal, hand-raising, tongue-talking church. She said, yes, God spoke to me. You see, when you hear the voice of the Lord, it better line up with this. You're not talking about, some, you're talking about a woman who's been saved for 30 years, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Well, groom the word, but who is she hearing from? That's why you have elders. That's why you have pastors. That's why you have ministers. To bounce things off of when you think you've heard from God. <clears throat> Amen? You can spend time with God, but not even be in his presence. Hello. Say that again. You can spend time with, with God. God. And not spend time in his presence. That's right. There's a difference. You can spend time with your mate and not really connect. You can spend time with your friends and there's really nothing happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but time is precious. And when I get to spend time with God, I want to be in his presence. And if that is the case, then when you come out of that time, you should be changed. When we go into a time with God, we need to come out changed. Not the same way we went in. How many of you have been in the presence of God this morning? Then when you walk out these doors, something better be changed. You better know who you're hearing from. When you've got to make decisions for other people's lives, Jesus. you've got to know who you're hearing from. That's very, very important. Uh, the last two Sundays we've been gone, the Sunday before last, each service I've had healing lines. And most of my healing lines, you know, I'll call people up in pain. They're in physical pain in the sanctuary. I better know who I'm healing from when I lay hands or I tell them to run or I tell them to forgive. You know, there was one woman who was on oxygen, and uh, God laid hands. She got healed. She was running up and down the altar. I mean, it just—I gotta know who I'm hearing from. When I, when I bought this building and I spent your money, I had to know who I was hearing from. You know, last year was a very challenging year for me, and for you, for all of us. But from that point of view, we kept this church open every service Sunday morning, every service Sunday night. We never missed a service. We got down to seven people, and that included her and the sound person, amen? And Dr. Scott. And the Sunday morning, Dr. Scott. And at night we had five, and include Dr. Scott, Cheryl, and the sound person. <laughs> Two others. But we never shut the doors. Nor, when 60% of my staff walked out, I didn't, 
I did not force them to work. Hear me. I let them that wanted to go, go. Some left for two months. Some left for two weeks. And the Lord said to me, pay them. the mouth of two or three witnesses. Could you say it again, Lord? <laughs> we paid our people and our staff when I had 7, 10, 12, 15 people here. Many people here were faithful. Although they didn't come, they still gave. And I don't know how. Only was the blessing of the Lord. We kept that office open from 9 a.m. to 9.30, seven days a week. We only closed last year for Christmas and New Year's Day. And Thanksgiving. Give the Lord a clap offer. Amen. You have to know who you're hearing from. And I used to watch online. And she'd be doing the services. It's five, six, seven people. Big payroll. Pay everybody. But they're not coming to work, Lord. And work was worthy of his hire. If they're not working, they shouldn't get paid. I'm arguing with God. He said, damn. I don't know how, but he did it. Thank you for your faithfulness. Give a Lord a clap off. Amen. You know, this is a prophetic church as well as a restoration church. And we, we were trained, Bishop and I were trained under the father of the prophetic, Bishop Bill Hammond. And one of the things he often said was that the prophetic word should confirm God's work. Yes. And that is truth. So I began to understand and learn not to run around expecting a prophetic word every time I turned around. I didn't run from conference to conference going, oh, I want to get a word, I want to get a word, I want to get a word. Because there were so many prophetic words over us that I wanted them to be fulfilled. So, Bishop and I have often talked, you know, about our, these later years. And we just knew some things between us. And so, the one night, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, those of you that are more our age would probably remember W.V. Grant. And W.V., that was one of Bishop's heroes. He just loved his preaching, but we'd never gone to see him. Well, Pastor Colette had W.V. here. So one night, Bishop looks at me and he goes, let's go hear him. We don't have to go very far. I said, okay, that'd be fun. So we go and we're sitting in the very back row. And of course, he goes, that really good-looking guy, with the open collar. And so Bishop does this. And I go, he's talking to you. He goes, well, come on, stand up. I go, I'm not the good-looking guy with an open collar. So we stand up, and he begins to prophesy. He goes, I don't know, he goes, Gerald? Is that, do you know someone named Gerald, Jerry, and, and a Sherry? And we're just froze. And we said, yeah, that's us. Now, he couldn't have talked to anybody, even if he had talked to Pastor Colette. He didn't know that growing up, my nickname was Sherry. So we, you know, we're standing, and he goes, yeah, God says to tell you that this season... The enemy in the last several years has thrown his hardest gun at you and didn't win. And he says, and God wants you to know that the next eight years, you're going to blow the face off of ministry. It's going to just go nuts. And he just kept going on and on. And he addressed that we had two daughters. And just, I'm like, Oh, my God. I'm just crying and crying. But 
the most interesting thing is when we walked away, Bishop looked at me and he goes, well, I know I got eight more years. I mean, after all of that, why? Because God's word should be confirming when you get that word from someone. It should already be stuff God's talking to you about. It should not be brand new revelation. You're going to go to China. How many of you hear what I'm saying? Importance of hearing God yeah. for yourself. Reverend Williams, would you come and pray? Yes. Lift your hands up. I want to hear clearer from Amen. God. Amen. And know what I'm hearing, who I'm hearing from. Father God, you're talking about your word. And we're all here for your word. When two or more comes together, you're in the midst. So you are right here, right now. In your word, you're talking about opening your word up. To hear from you, God, you don't come no strange, phenomenal ways. You come through your word in Jesus Christ. You come through your word in your Bible. Yes. All we have to do is open it up. And we can hear from God yes. every day. In Jesus' name, thank you for being here. Yes. Amen. Amen. Give a Lord a clap offering. Number five, inside of heart revealed. Your heart's revealed on the inside. Amen. When you go through challenges to change, what's inside comes out. Look at the scripture, please. A familiar Jeremiah passage. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. How many of you know that you're not even aware of what's really in your heart sometimes? It's kind of creepy. Look at this. No, the human heart is the most deceitful right. of all things. And dis desperately, 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 desperately wicked. Yeah. Who really knows how bad it is? Go on. Well, that's Old Testament. That's not New Testament. You ever sit there and wonder, you're praying and you're worshiping God, and where does this junk come from, these thoughts? That's why I need to get a new heart. And even with a new heart, I got all this junk. For deliverance and Amen. Time for deliverance and inner healing. Praise the Lord. Who really knows how bad it is? Look at verse 10. But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. How many of you just are in awe when God reveals your own heart to you? Like, God, forgive me. I didn't even know that junk was in there. That's what your challenges do. The challenges, the trials, the tribulations, they reveal the yuck in your heart. Mm -hmm. And do what I call, I'm going to give you something very practical mm -hmm. for your life. It's called, and I didn't know this for many, many years. I call it flash prayers. Mm -hmm. Instant responses. In other words, you know, something might come up in my mind about years ago when I did drugs or alcohol or, you know, before I was married and things I used to do that were, weren't godly. And as soon as that comes up, say, Lord, thank you for forgiving me. Yeah. Thank us under the blood. Boom. Or, Lord, heal this. Lord, deliver it. Right there. You don't have to be in your prayer closet, in your devotional time. And right as you walk along the day, throughout the day, driving in your car. When you're in the office, when something comes, deal with it right there under your breath. Lord, forgive me. Thank you. Thank you for showing me that, Lord. Amen. Flash prayers on the spot. He hears them. He responds to them. And that's the kind of relationship he wants with you. So that junk comes up and it's revealed. Do a flash prayer. Everybody say flash prayer. Flash prayer. He's showing you what's in your heart. So not only are you talking to people, but... Lord, give me wisdom 
Keep me a quiet person. Let me listen much. I want to live a long life. That's right. How many here would say, there's some things in your heart? See, during that pressure time, What's inside comes out. But what did it produce? That's what we got to ask ourselves. Lord, show me what did 2020 produce in me? Did it produce hope? Did it produce uh, strength? Perseverance? Faith. Faith. Or did it produce just a bunch of fear? We got to ask ourselves what was produced in us because he says it's supposed to produce good stuff. I made it through. Amen. Look at Romans 5 3 through 5. Okay. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. His love. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit. To fill our hearts with whatever. There's one more word. To fill our hearts. So who do you pull on to develop and see what God's done through your junk? The Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, show me. Holy Ghost, help. I got to see What am I going to produce? So when your challenges come, don't go, oh, no. It says you can rejoice in it. Yay, God, what are you doing now? Mm. I want to rejoice a little bit less sometimes. Everybody say amen. Mm. I I, I don't want that much character development all at once, Lord. Let's take it a little bit at a time. Amen. Amen. Yes, uh, those of you that are here that say, uh, I want what's in my heart to be dealt with by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. when he reveals it. Lift your hands up. Reverend Karen, would you come and pray for yes. now? Amen. Let's begin to believe God to deal with what's within our hearts. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that we want you to search us and know us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you are the master creator of us, Lord God, that you know each and every integral part of our hearts, oh God. Father, we pour out our hearts before you right now, Lord God. Father, we thank you that we, when we draw near to you, you draw near to us, oh God. Father, we thank you for the relationship that we have in you, Lord God. Father, we're confident in this one thing, that you began a good work within us, and you are perfecting it and performing it, Lord God, through us, God. So we thank you that by faith we are saved, oh God, and by faith, Lord God, we grow in you, Father God. So we thank you right now, Lord God, that we can come boldly to your throne of grace, Father, that your grace is sufficient for us, oh God, and we give you all the praise and glory for the work, the precious work that you're doing in us. We choose to forgive. We will not hold on to bitterness, Lord God. We will not hold on to the things that are going to harm us, God, but we embrace you, Lord God. We embrace you today, Father God, and we we want you to soften our hearts, Lord God. Soften our hearts. Make us pliable in your hands, Father. Sensitive to you and to each other in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. And the last point here, I want to take a few moments and just share. Would somebody pick up the rope? Put up the scripture, please. I needed to go from one end to the other and back. Can I get two people or three? Hold it up so people can see it. Hi. Thank you, Dr. Scott. Hold it up high. And you put the scripture up, the last scripture. 
The sixth one is life is short. Somebody grab it right here. There we go. Well, I want you to look at this. I've shared this before, but I want to get your attention up here for a moment. Uh, Maybe you've not seen this before. See this little red tip? This is a 100-foot cord. That's probably about an inch, inch and a half. This white cord represents eternity. Read the scripture, Cheryl. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It's a vapor. It appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. This is eternity. Amen? No, I didn't touch it. The microphone. Amen? There we go. This is eternity. Inch and a half of this tip is red. Life is but a vapor. See, the fill in the blank there is life is short. The choices and decisions that you make here affect where you will stand for eternity. When you snap at somebody on the phone, You're making choices and decisions for eternity. The other day I got so frustrated with computers sometimes on the phones to get a human being on the phone. And Catherine, and, and I have to go home and repent, ask God to change me. Because I didn't cuss or swear, but I wasn't the most gentle, loving Christian. When I got transferred, what, six times, Doc? Six times got transferred. Then I got to go home and say, God, forgive me. I, I wanted to answer a yes or no question. Here was the question. I have insurance with you for prescription drug. I think it was Silver Script. I says, I don't want to change companies. I like you. I want to stay with you. Do you have a better plan for more money? Yes or no? Is that a hard question? You have a better plan with you. I'm not going to another company. I'm going to stay with you. If you have a better plan, I pay a little bit more per month, get a little better coverage. Or am I good where I'm at? Yes or no, you have a better plan. Six times they transferred me. And Catherine, who never gets unglued, I thought she was going to come unglued. I couldn't get a simple answer. But I was Answer me yes or no. Six times. This department, back to that. Well, I already said it. Back to that. But we already said that. They didn't have answers. I told them to send this to you. I just want a simple yes or no. Either I'm good where I'm at or you have something better. Then you can send me something in the mail, email it, hard copy it. I don't care. But I just want to answer yes or no. <laughs> then I go home and I think about, okay, the way you acted. That person could be facing eternity in hell. I go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Forgive me. Or you were rude on a phone to somebody. What are your choices? Your life is short. When are you going to start being kind to somebody? When are you going to turn from your sins and repent? When are you going to apply some of these things we talked about today? That mouth. Forgiveness. When you're right. When are you going to turn from your addictions? If I know what I know now in God, I'd have got the victory over drugs and alcohol a lot sooner. Because I still battle with drugs and alcohol after I was a Christian. I keep saying that. But the Pharisees, oh, you can't be a Christian. They do those things. Oh, shut up. I did. I was radically changed, but not 100% changed. I, was going, I never went to church in my life. I never read a Bible, but I was still struggling with alcohol and drugs. But the Pharisees said, oh, no. What light has fellowship with darkness? You can't have that in your life. And be yourself a Christian. 
Shut up. Anybody ever like me struggle with addictions after you were Christian? And now you have the victory? But the, the Pharisees will criticize you. Life is short. So the, the decisions, people need mercy and people need grace. That's what they need. And God's goodness. That's right. Amen. What decisions will you make today that will change your life, hold us up for eternity? Remember, you don't get a second chance at this. You don't come around again. You got one chance in life. And it will position you in your heavenly realm for eternity. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for the words that have been put into our hearts and our spirits. And we ponder what we've talked about. We make decisions to change things that affects our eternity. Bless all the people in the sound of my voice. Bring enlargement, change, growth, development. Bring a newness to their lives. Let them go home this morning applying the word to their life. Not just hearing, but let them do something to make some changes. Let them seek you for the decisions we make affect all eternity. Now I want those of you that are here to pray with me. And maybe this morning you're here and you've never been born again. You're here in church, but you don't know where you're at with God. You've never been born again. You've never sought God for forgiveness, turned, made a quality decision, turned from your wrongs in your life. You need to. And if you're a Christian and you've fallen short, today's your day of recommitment. So lift your hands and let us pray. Say, Lord Jesus, Jesus, forgive me. me. Thank you for your mercy, your grace, your your goodness, and your kindness. I confess you as Lord of my life, as Savior and King. Jesus, you are the God who died for me and rose from the dead. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, forgiving me, accepting me, and giving me your love. I turn. I repent. I change. In Jesus' name, thank you for that gift. Amen.